0: Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, a Catholic therapist in Columbus, Ohio, and my co-host is Father John Sims Baker. He is the Vice-Rector of the College of Liberal Arts at the Pontifical College, Josephine, and we are so happy to have you with us today. And, of course, I'm always happy to have Father Baker with me. He brings great sunshine, great wisdom, has a beautiful smile, a lot of joy. He's shaking his okay, head. Okay, that's enough. Enough, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. getting...
1: Really deep in here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's true. It's all true. So anyway, Father, before we talk about um, frog's hair and how you're doing and all of that, let's pray.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you and glorify you today. And come before you just as we are, knowing that you accept us, And therefore, being able to accept our lives that you have given us and to use them for your glory and for the good of souls. As we try to sort through some of the maybe less than perfect things in our lives that so many of our listeners, thanks be to God, have had the courage to to bring forward It can help so many others as well. So we list all of these things to you in great trust and confidence in your fidelity. And we ask all these prayers to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray together. Hail Mary, Mary, full full of of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with with thee. Blessed art thou among women, women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and and at at the the hour hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, and of the the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful prayer. Um, I would like to invite uh, all of you listeners to share your questions with us as well. Be a part of this program. Um, It keeps us going, but it, it helps all of the listeners, because no question that you have is probably unique. There might be some, but... There's something that always our other listeners um, can benefit from, the the challenges that you might have in your own life. And so please do share them uh, at abidinginhope.com. We look forward to getting them. So Father, are you ready for the first question?
1: Sitting on ready, rocking Rocking on on go. Go. That's it. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Got it.
0: Okay. So here's the first one. Thank you for taking my question. I recently learned my husband has been secretly watching pornography. I found it on his computer. I feel devastated. I have no idea how long this has been going on, nor do I know where to begin to confront him about it. We've been married for 13 years, and I thought we had a good marriage. Now I feel like he's been cheating on me. Not only do I feel betrayed, I also wonder if it is somehow my fault that he has turned to pornography. My husband is a Christian, or at least I thought he was. Where do I go from here?
1: Well, of course, this in the culture we live in right now, especially this is a very, very, very common, you know, s- sadly and tragically common, you know, situation that you've that our listener has asked about. And what I would say, first of all, to her and to uh, you know the many, many other women who have you know, maybe dealing with, with a similar sort of situation, is first of all resist the urge and the temptation that's very natural and understandable, but but also kind of harmful in the long run of taking this personally. Try not to take it. Personally, what I mean is, when you have discovered something like this, to refer it back to yourself, you know, to your feelings of betrayal, or am I responsible for this, or some of the things that this listener has um, ex- has expressed in this question, or maybe others in different ways, and 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 take this as a as a as really a, a challenge to live out. This, this listener, for example, this is about her husband. And so just to go back and really ask God to give you the graces that he promised on the day that you got married, when you entered into your vocation and entered the sacrament of holy matrimony, and where you promised to actually think of your husband first. So, even though it's very natural to feel hurt, to feel betrayed, to maybe feel like maybe you're responsible or something, like that, stop. Don't do that first. And instead, think about him first. And think, oh my goodness, there's something wrong. My husband needs me. There's something wrong in my husband if he's seeking out pornography. There's something that's gone wrong. And start by praying for him. Start by trying to have feelings of compassion and forgiveness and maybe even pity, you know? Because as hurtful as this is to you, and it is, and that's completely understandable, this is so damaging to him and to his dignity. And very likely, he is very ashamed of himself. And so take this as an opportunity to think of your husband first, because then that'll bring out better responses, you know, when we start by thinking about our hurt or this or that or the other, it kind of turns us in the wrong direction right off the bat. Whereas if we start thinking, oh my goodness, my husband needs me, then that's going to bring out a whole different sort of things, you know? And so I just encourage in that way. Again, that takes a lot of detachment and it takes a lot of self denial. But that's actually what your marriage has always been about, you know, from the very beginning. And God has promised to give you those graces. So I think that'll help you to maybe get off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so often we talk about if we, if I could just get off on the right foot and getting off on the right foot that way, you know, of thinking, okay, how can I help my husband? That's a great way to start because he actually needs your help and you're actually the person who can probably help him more than anybody else. And one of the ways that you can do that is maybe help him to understand that God forgives him. To maybe break through the shame that he's probably feeling. He's been hiding this from you. He's probably been trying to hide it from God. Uh, he may be even trying to sort of hide it from himself. And so to you know, pray to in some way show him forgiveness understanding compassion can help him you know to 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 overcome this and and so to to forgive also I'd encourage you don't make this other mistake I think that's again very understandable is don't take responsibility for something that's not your responsibility this is not your fault okay you are not responsible for this he is all right now that's not to say that Maybe as you explore this more with your husband and that sort of thing, you can find out things that like, oh, maybe there are things I could have said or done that might have helped him more or this or that, but but he is a free moral agent and he's chosen to do this or he's been ensnared in this in some way, but that's his responsibility. Now, it's your responsibility as his wife to try to help him, you know, but it's not your responsibility that he's in this situation. So, you know, again, it's a natural way to feel, but it's, it's, it's not really accurate. So, uh, try to have that, that, that way, I think of, of going, you know, going through this. So, um, I, I was listening to a program the other day. I was in my car for a while and heard someone speaking. This was a, a secular, uh, marriage counselor. And, and this woman was saying that, that she thinks that most people, most married people, uh, get married maybe two or three times in their lives, uh, very often to the same person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? That's and really you might look
1: at this as an invitation yeah. Yeah. to go more deeply into the commitment that you made in marriage earlier. in a sense, get married to your husband again. <laughs> uh, not, you know, really, but, but, but in, in your heart mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and that it can lead, you know, we can think these kind of struggles and difficulties as something that tear down or break apart a marriage, but they actually can be, if we'll let them, uh, things that, that strengthen it in the okay. long run, that through forgiveness, through, you know, I, I've heard, I mean, I'm not a not a medical person at all, but but I've heard that a a broken bone, if it's set right and heals, the place where it was broken is stronger than the rest of the. No. It heals mm. back stronger in that place than it was to. <laughs> I, yeah, I may be wrong about that, but uh, even if I'm wrong, we'll go for it. For the, 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 it I know it, good. I know it's, it's true. Uh, St. Francis de Sales would do that a lot of his way. He would like use these examples from nature sometimes that weren't actually accurate, but they were good examples anyhow. But, um, and I know this is true, but that that that, that you know coming through uh, it's the whole point of really the suffering death and resurrection of Jesus Christ at the easter at the at the Easter vigil um when the Paschal candle is blessed, there's this beautiful hymn called the exalted where it's sung it says oh o Felix culpa, oh happy fault, o truly necessary sin of Adam that brought forth so great a redeemer and so Maybe someday, not today, you're not feeling this today, but maybe someday you can look back on this and say, "You know, it was so good for us to work through that struggle together, and that this has bound us closer and given us a deeper understanding of of the, of the kind of commitment we have to one another
0: It's beautiful, really beautiful. You have no, it needs say? some of your say.
1: practical tips, though, Marianne. So, we need it. We well, need that here because we got to get yeah. from here to there, well, and here to there is a lot of yeah. practicalities, isn't it? <laughs>
0: well, sure. And it's normal for any woman to feel a sense of betrayal. So, what you're feeling is is absolutely normal. It's expected. It's um, in it's fact true. If it, if, actually, it's, it's yeah. If it wasn't there, um, I would question the state of your marriage even more, <laughs> I guess, you know, um, that your betrayal is a sign, your feelings of betrayal um, are a sign that your husband has wandered off the path. And and um, in as Father said, you want to bring him back. That's what we hope. Don't give up on this, because you are not alone in this situation by any means. There are so many women who are Finding the same thing that you found, and there is good help um, a- available in this diocese. I would say that the Castus Society um, is a is a really great thing that we're so blessed to have. That um, I'm going to give you a, um, a an address that you can go to to just ask some questions and maybe get. And I would hope that down the road you might direct your husband to this, Tim at CastusSociety.org. Tim at Castus. It might be just Castus.org, but I think it's CastusSociety.org. And Castus is spelled C-A-S-T-U-S, which is Latin for chastity. Um, there's a lot of guys that are in that group, and there are groups around the city, and I think that's very normal. Your husband does need help because this is one of those things that left to his own devices with this, it tends not to just go away. It tends to grow, and it tends to get in more problems. Unless he really is seeking some help, um, you will have to eventually have this conversation with him. Be honest with him um, about what you found. And I agree with Father is to think about this first, about how you're going to um, deal with it. And approach it because how you approach this is vitally important. If you approach him screaming and yelling and calling him all kinds of names, that's not going to help. How you enter a conflict situation is it's so crucially important that if you enter it with peace and you enter it with truth, you have like 96 percent of a chance that you're going to exit that conversation at that level. Or better, you want that level or better. So you want to enter it with love and peace and truth, and um, not screaming and yelling. And, and which you know what it, it's it would under be un- understandable if you might feel that tendency to just want to scream at him about it. But that's where you have to get your own emotions under control initially and enter this in peace and just sit him down but you do have to have that conversation then you can ha- then you can present the resources then you can tell him how you feel how uh, that's that's all part of this conversation how you feel betrayed because you have been betrayed he needs to know that he needs to understand the betrayal aspect of that there are some great books um that really have kind of come to us from um, our Christian brothers and sisters. One of them is called Every Man's Battle. That is just a, it's an older book. It's been around. It's by Steve Arterburn and Fred Stoker. That book has been around for a long time. And it really is made for the, the man. Um, but yet it's certainly accessible to the woman to, to understand this whole issue better. Um, some other books kind of really do maybe take it more from the direction of addiction. And we're not saying that your husband is addicted at this point. We're saying that he could be on a slippery slope in that direction, and we don't want that to happen. That's why this is important to deal with. Um Mark Lazar has um, healing the wounds of sexual addiction, and and a, few, a number of other books that are very good. Um, and then Patrick Carnes, one of them. Your husband has been in the shadows, as you said. He he's been doing this, and you haven't known about it. Carnes' book is about. Um, coming out of the shadows and facing this directly. And part of facing it directly is, is accepting responsibility, acknowledging the betrayal, acknowledging his own feelings of, of brokenness, whatever it might be, really having that discussion. Um, but then also hopefully maybe helping someone else along the way. There are lots of great men's groups in around the diocese that are there to do that. And men share these stories and help each other. And that's important that men come together to help each other. You help him and other men help each other with this. And, um, and hopefully, I mean, I, I do want to give you hope in this because as father said, this can make everything stronger. This can shine a spotlight on if there were any problems in the past in your marriage or if there continue to be. This gives you the opportunity to address them openly and take it from there and, and work on that together. This isn't just his problem. It's your problem, and it can be a family problem, and that's why you want to address this and not just not talk about it. Anything else, Father?
1: No, that's that's great, Marianne. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, So you're listening to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Marianne Jepsen and Father John Sims Baker are here to take your questions. And um, we have one that has come in. Um, This kind of takes a little bit of a different uh, perspective on on not that issue of uh, pornography, but it's also certainly something that I think that many people might be out there. It's a very different turn. I am my family's breadwinner. This is from a woman, and need some advice on a tenuous job situation. My company asked me to do certain things that, although not illegal, are often unethical. I've worked there a long time, but things have gotten worse in recent years. I have not had any luck finding a different job at a workable salary, so at this point I am stuck. Is it morally wrong for me to keep working for a company with these kinds of expectations? Father.
1: Well, I, th- I think, I, I really, I always think it's great when people come forward with questions like that. Like this is a work question. Yeah. And it, it, it means that this listener is. Not compartmentalizing her life, you know. Sometimes, so often, we'll like our 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 religious life, our spiritual. is like over here, and mm-hmm. work, and and other things like that are over here, and the never never the two shall meet. So I really do commend this listener for seeing the integrity that's supposed to be in, yeah. be in our lives, including in our work, and um and so that that's the way it is supposed to be. It, it's a little hard from this, but the details that we have in this particular state to, to give, I think, very specific direction and in this particular case. I'm, uh, you know, what exactly unethical means, I'm not entirely sure. But the point I would like to bring out for this listener is obviously this listener's conscience is troubled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And whether this behavior is, um, you know, illegal, which this listener says not illegal, uh, unethical and kind of what, whatever sense that is meant here. It obviously is something that this listener is in her own conscience is not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And th- we need to listen then. You know, we, we are always supposed to obey our consciences. You're never supposed to disobey your conscience. And so, ha- so what what do we do in the, in this situation? Well again this is a place where we really do have to live in hope and in trust and faith that God is going to be faithful if you are faithful to him if you you know if you're true to him um and to have confidence in the truth and what it is is right and trust your conscience which is actually the voice of God you know trying to lead you to him. And I think that, you know, and, and again, it's hard to say in this particular situation, but I, I, I think this this listener is being called to do something, not just to be stuck. <laughs> you know, I don't think God ever very often just leaves us stuck <laughs> completely. But is there a way to, um, for example, bring this up with Uh, the employer with, you know, with the situation, you know, uh, are there ways to, because, you know, it's really not good business to be unethical, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that sort of thing. I mean, it just really isn't. Um, This is a a call to to witness and and to trust that doing the right thing, uh, following your conscience, obeying God, um, God isn't going to let you down. You know, now, does that mean that's going to be easy, or is it means is it going to be not going to be scary or something like that? Uh, no, it doesn't mean that. But I, I, this this questioner, I, there, it, it implies to me that they are dealing with their conscience, struggling with their own conscience. And so, I would encourage you: be faithful to that. Be faithful to your conscience. You know something's not right. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard for me to tell you in this particular situation what exactly you need to do. But I think you do need to do something. You can't just tell your conscience to to be quiet. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> or to you know to ignore it because that's what we're supposed to be. We're to be salt and light in the world, mm-hmm. and salt and light are noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, one of the things about them. Salt makes food taste like something, and light brings things into into focus for us. So I, um, <laughs> so you're absolutely right to be bringing. The voice of God, the voice of your conscience, into the situation about work, you know mm-hmm. we need to have integrity in our lives, and I just encourage it, maybe seek out some guidance about what to do or just have the courage to listen to your conscience and and to obey you may actually know what you need to do, actually, sometimes we just need a shot in the arm to do it, but God is not going to let you down
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes a tendency is either to um run away from a situation, you know, to just avoid it, to put yourself in a shell and kind of just keep your head down and do what you have to do. And and then other times it might be to lash out. And I think, you know, how um, one of the things I said earlier in that first question that we dealt with is um, probably neither one of those are the best response that you can think through this whole thing. A little bit more clearly. Pray for the courage to go forward to address the issue with your boss. Um, pray for the grace and the words to do it correctly. Um, but don't either, you know, storm out or or hide in a bubble. Um, there's there's a way where you can address these issues with your boss, with other people that you work with, maybe as well. Maybe you can garner some support from someone else there at work who sees the same thing. And as always, there's strength in numbers. So if there are other coworkers you have, um, maybe talk with them about that. I don't think that's a sin to go talk with them and say, I'm noticing these things and how do you feel about them? There are probably other Christian people, Catholic people, hopefully, that might work there that would see the same thing and go forward. If there aren't, you still need to do it in some way. Um, and probably the best thing is to address those issues um Co- directly but i would also in the background i would constantly be looking for another job <laughs> yeah. you know i would be doing that because there's no guarantee that even though you courageously go forward that there's going to be Absolutely. a come to jesus moment where they're yeah. gonna all you know no i totally you know.
1: agree with you and you, i you. i would
0: certainly be looking for another um solution and so hopefully that helps somewhat and father um you know i think we have to close up the show again um, and so could we maybe offer some prayers in the process with, uh, for those who have um, been so graciously um, sent their questions in to Certainly. us today?
1: Well, let's turn to God right now and just lift up these two particular situations as well as all of those who are listening today who have things on their heart. We all have our, have our things that we lift them up to God in confidence and trust and love and uh, you know, turn to him. And so we we'll also ask God's blessing on you in this situation. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Always great to end with a prayer and a blessing. Thank you for sending your questions in. And those of you who haven't done so yet, AbidingInHope.com is the place to send them. And join us every Monday. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, first and third Mondays, 1230, and Sundays at 2 p.m. And we look forward to having you with us next time. God bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm.